Thursday, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Apple, everywhere, Spotify, like it, do everything. Every single thing that he just said. And, uh, and in exchange, we will try to put those episodes out uh, back on our normal Monday more regularly, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're going to talk MMA judging. Make sure you read the criteria. You do. But you'll have less time to do it between episodes because it's Thursday, like we said. We, uh, we were delayed for one of us going to Vegas and, and uh, a watching time. a terrible football team. I, I went to watch the Giants on Sunday night. It was Sunday night. Over there, it was one o'clock. Well, when I got out of the game, it was dark out, well, so okay, it was fair. Sunday night. Fine. However, I was rewarded on Fremont Street when I ran into Raul Rosas Jr. Oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Very friendly, awesome guy. Take, started taking pictures with everyone. I think I I started it because mm-hmm. I noticed. I'm like, oh my god, that's Raul. Mm-hmm. His family was like really cool about everything. It was awesome. Wow. Hope they'd be. It's like they're taking yeah. pictures with their child. Yeah. Exactly. It, it, Truthfully, yes, their yes. child. <laughs> yeah, is he eighteen yet? He's nineteen. He's nineteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he's, he's he couldn't drink legally an adult. Legally. Yes, could not. He certainly was not drinking. There's no way he had an alcoholic drink. From the brief interaction I saw, I didn't see one. Okay, so All right. well, no need, to, no need to get charged yeah. with uh, underage drinking. Yeah, that would just be embarrassing. I'm sure that's never happened in Vegas before. Yeah, but for a UFC fighter, that'd be. <laughs> That would be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Strange. Um, He'd have to be sought out to be. Well, if you put it on social media. Oh, yeah. I don't think they can do that after the fact. Be weird if they Is did. that right? Yeah, I don't think. Because they can't prove what was in That's the That's a good point. So That's right. They'd be wasting their time. Yeah. But no, he did not have a drink in the picture we took together. I did. Mm-hmm. You're allowed. Yeah. Because you're, you're an older man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> older man. Either way, I had a good time. Lost a ton of money. Um, And now I'm back. Got some new ink. Got a new, yeah, a little bit. Tattoo for Radar. He is now with me forever. He always was. He always was, but now he's on my body forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say that again. Say yeah. that a lot for the yeah. kids. Yeah. He's, my dog is on my body forever. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you mean. It's your, yeah. to, to clarify, Dan got uh, the paw print yes. of his dog yep. tattooed onto his arm. Yes. 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 Not an actual dog. No. That would be weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that might be illegal, probably. I guess it depends on the state. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, this is this is very silly, my friend. Um, we're not gonna do a whole lot of dwelling on uh, you know, things that came off of UFC Sao Paulo for two reasons. One, almost nothing came out of that. Because it was just kind of a an event that made people in Brazil happy that they got to watch fights yeah. again and watch their guys that which is great, mm-hmm. wonderful, happy for the people of Brazil. Um, but basically, it wasn't important at all. Um, also, again, it is Thursday. We're very yeah. late to get this show to you guys. Yeah, there's, we apologize. Everything's been unpacked. Dan's fault completely. It is. It is a hundred percent Dan's fault. I wanted to record it Saturday night. I said, "Don't go to the game." Dan, true or false? <laughs> did I tell you that? You did say, "Don't go to the game." I did I said we had a lot of rounds to get to? But um, I went anyway. Like a jerk. Great stadium. It blows MetLife away. Really? Yeah, it blows it away. Okay. Well, it doesn't, that doesn't take much. It, it's true. It doesn't take it's a low much. bar. But you know what? People not from our area think it's like a destination stadium. What? 
MetLife? Met yeah, because I, I talked to a few people like, oh, so you get to go to MetLife? I'm like, yeah. Have they been to it? It's a hunk of metal. It's terrible. So they've not been to it. They just, they've never been just, to it. They, they're it, of the impression it is something yes. that we should care about. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I know. I had, I had a, they're like, really? They were so shocked when I told them it's a piece of garbage. We need to have more people that spread the word of, of this being a terrible stadium. Yeah, the most expensive stadium in the league, and it's the worst. It is the worst. Um, but, but there is one thing to get to. Yeah. And that is Jalton Almeida, the winner of the main event. This much we can talk about. You watched the fight. You're all caught up. This was someone who has been, I don't know if it's fast-tracked, but they've certainly been pushing him pretty hard, right? Yeah. Moving up the ladder. It originally supposed to be, was, was supposed to be against Curtis Blades, which mm-hmm. I still think would have been a much more interesting test of what it he can do against a different type of fighter. He still got to fight this time Derek Lewis and beat Derek Lewis all five rounds. He got to fight somebody who's a striker who's not necessarily the greatest at staying on his feet all the time. Now, you know, usually we can see, and we did see in this fight, Derek Lewis was able to avoid trouble. He mid make it all the way to the distance. First time in a five-round fight from Derek Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on the whole, maybe not the most impressive performance from Jonathan Almeida. It was impressive in a sense, but like I, I, I think it changes the way people should look at his upside. I don't know how you feel. Uh, about no, that. I don't think so. I do. I actually do. I disagree with you. I don't see it, late late replacement. I think Spencer Kite summed it up perfectly. Say this is a, a late replacement knockout artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna you know put him on the ground and and play it. No, somewhat of course, safe, so. of course he did. I and you know he fought the way he was supposed to fight. I understand that, but this is really the only way we've ever seen him. Okay, so he, he has shown no other dimensions. Gotcha. It's the same fight every single time. And no one can, like, no one to this point can stop it. But there will come a point, and it's coming very soon, where he's going to fight guys that actually can stop that. And it'll be what now? And I still don't know what that is. So I guess, in part, I can't blame him because, yes, as. As we said, and as Spencer astutely pointed out, you kind of just had to get done with the challenge you've got in front of you, you know? Yeah. And that was the way to beat Derek Lewis, the path of least resistance. But also, he found himself in a bit of trouble here and there against Derek Lewis. I mean, he couldn't keep him down. He couldn't really get him into anything mm. super threat. He kept him down, but like not. In so. not in a way that he was able to do a whole lot of, I think, effective offense from. So what I would have liked to have seen much more strikes thrown. We're gonna strikes land. Yeah, we're gonna get into it. We will. But that's both guys' fault. Sure. No, hey, yeah. look, Derek so, Lewis. Uh, you know, he is what he is. He played. He <laughs> played. Know? He played that corpse guard that. Uh, yes, Bisping was guard. talking about. Yes, he did. He did. <laughs> um, I still would have liked to have seen more from him, especially as it got later in the fight, like. Try to deliver some punches. I, sure enough, I think he he was looking kind of tired at one point, and then was able to get through it. Yeah, he was getting to gas. So, so I, yeah, I would so. say that he did show something in that respect. But again, I nothing that I saw over twenty five minutes said to me this looks like somebody who's going to be a real problem for the upper levels of the division, which he's basically at now. He's the next guys up for him are going to yeah. be in that range. Yeah. So I because they it is Thursday, so the rankings have come out. He mm-hmm. can, he bumped up to seven. From nine. Then, yeah, he's probably not fighting backwards at any point so, now. So those... Blades is probably next. How bad was Blades' injury? Um, I don't out? remember. I don't recall. Oh, okay. I hope they do rebook that. I think that's the one that you have to make. It really, sh- you know, they, they tried to make it. You know, credit where it's due. So I I, I, so I was thinking, okay, we were, we're going to learn a lot from Almeida versus Blades. Blades gets hurt. In comes Derek Lewis. Okay, now it's in Almeida. Okay. 
let me get through this, and then now we'll learn about them in the next fight. Sure, and that's fair. That's kind of what it, I, I'm taking it as. Yeah, I, I, I'm not trying to be overly harsh on Jalton Almeida, but mm-hmm. I, again, I, I just don't know what kind of fighter we have if this is the only dimension that he's able to show. And Lewis is a guy all. that does get finished. So sure. maybe, you know, if he did open up more, he could have got out of there quicker. I, I would have liked to have seen some more risk take he did. He, mm-hmm. he was, it was, I thought it was too safe. And okay. I'm surprised you're not more up in arms about that you don't love that you're, don't, you're no, usually much more harsh on it than i am it. so i'm actually really surprised i didn't watch it live though yeah so that's why fair enough usually when it's my, you know i gotta watch it live and i'm like oh my god all right <laughs> <laughs> get this over with well, you still had to watch it <laughs> i know but it wasn't like on a saturday night and true it's, maybe you were just on a high from vegas I, yeah it could be did have a just good being trip. overly nice yeah. well that's lovely <laughs> Um, we, we can, we've got it. Like I said, we got a lot of contested rounds. Shouldn't have gone to the game. That was your fault. Let the show down. Let our listeners down. Let Daniel Jones down. Let Daniel Jones down. Yeah, that was you. You tore up his knee. Good job. Um, but the unanimity report before we get to all those rounds, um, from UFC Sao Paulo, of course, 23 overall, 12 unanimous, 52.2%. Not the greatest of percentages. It's not what they're shooting for. Five of the rounds were eight, nine splits. And that was the chief cause for it getting quite yeah. so low in terms of the actual percentage there. You know, there's, there's rounds here and there. I don't, uh, maybe it's, maybe it's spoiling it a little bit, but I think neither of us came away thinking that there were any really bad rounds in terms of who won the round, you know, it's no, not one of those situations. Think, no, there's, there's, like there that. was some close rounds, so it's not like there was a bad job, but yeah, we, we're gonna, we're gonna be highlighting for sure, the the nine eights, which is not the first time in recent weeks that we've done that. Mm. Um, and I feel like there's a, a pattern forming. Ever since we did that show with uh, Sean Sheehan, too. It's our fault. No. <laughs> it's not our fault. It's Sean's fault. Uh, I, you know, ever, ever, ever <laughs> since we did that show. Always blame someone else, yeah. There's just more and more things that just pop into my mind that can be improved. No, it, I this hey, happens all the time. We weren't going to cover everything. Yeah. You, you can't get to it all. But uh, let's get... Now to our contestant rounds, because again, we do have so many of them. We're going to start with the majority draw on the card, though, which does include the first of the five nine-eight splits, and then we're going <laughs> to kind of just run down all of those from there. So, Elizeo Zaleski dos Santos and Renat Fakardino, they fought to a majority draw, two 28-28s, and then there was a 29-28 for EZDS. Uh, but again, that was not the majority. The majority was the draw. Rounds two and three are our splits. Round two first. We're talking about who won the round. What yeah. happened here? Good close round. I think Fakhradimov uh, is landing a bit better and a bit more. Easy DS landed some good counters, especially a light kick that you know that stumbled Fakhradimov. But on the whole, I do favor uh, Fakhradimov. Uh, the back clinch and knees at the end of the round kind of you know solidified it for me. So ten nine Fakhradimov. No, I went the other way. Um, but it's close. I did like the the damage that was being dealt with the with the kicks. I kind of favored that a little bit more. I just thought it was a little harder. Okay. It's, I don't have a whole lot more to say about that one. I think I think that's yeah. very fair to go either way. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, um, not a big round. Round three though. This is the one we're actually talking about the degree to which Zaleski dos Santos won the round. By the way, and we should point out the judges on that one. Uh, you agreed with the majority being Halison Pontes. And Sal D'Amato, I agreed with Judge Fabio Alves. What about round three, man? Uh, I think it's pretty competitive early, but, you know, it's still clearly easy DS uh, winning the striking battle. Um, and then he lands a body kick that just shuts Fakardino down, and he swarms him, lands a bunch of shots to the head, then uh, takes the back, sinks in a rear naked choke. You know, he doesn't finish, but, you know, it's pretty tight. 
I think it's an eight here. I don't really care too much for a nine. I think I'm with you, but I mean, again, part of this is where are we at now with the definition of eight and nines? Yeah. Everything just seems so thrown off um, and not able to be performed uniformly when you travel outside of, you know, the key commissions that do this all the time, you know, um, with, the, with the major promotions, I should say. It's not that Brazil doesn't have fights. Obviously, they have tons of fights. But yeah, I... I think it definitely starts to highlight. All right, we're not we're not seeing the same things from every judge, right? Or the judges are maybe not practicing the same things in different parts of the world. So I did have the eight. I had it like view. Uh, judges Pontes and D'Amato again were the majority here for Easy DS ten eight like us. And uh, Alvis was on his own giving the ten nine for Zaleski Dosant. Yeah. I think we can move on probably the next round. I don't have. Yeah, I don't have any I other. Nothing. I don't think I have from this round and this fight. We're gonna move on though to the main event because there are two ten eight splits here. Jalton Almeida, of course, beating Derek Lewis. Two fifty forty fours and a fifty forty five. Those were in different rounds. The majority score is nine in each of these cases. Let's start with round two. Uh, yeah, I think we kind of touched on this a little bit already. I mean, it's it's a pretty dominant round. Lewis is not offering much when it's on the ground. Uh, but also, like we mentioned, neither is Almeida. It doesn't seem too pressed to finish the fight. You know, like we said, definitely dominant, but not as dominant as he could have been. I don't think he's struggling to keep the position at all, as Lewis doesn't seem to care about escaping them. Uh, it's such a loose mount. There's so much space he's giving them, and Lewis is just laying there. Nothing really, you know, doing. Uh, I wish Almeida gave you a little more, because then, you know, you can go to... Then I would go to the 8, but uh, I'm just on a 9. I think there is dominance... I, yeah, I there is dominance. Well, yeah, I mean, I, don't, I mean, you could certainly be doing more to try and finish the fight, working toward the finish. But I think there's there's a clear outclassing of the grappling, and it, it is sustained. So you know, if you've got dominance and duration, which I think you do, I can see why Judge Alves is able to go for the eight here because we're still able to consider that, right? But mm -hmm. I would think that probably in California or in Nevada, the regulators would look at this and say, well, we don't really want to see those as eights. Mm -hmm. That's just my feeling on that. But again, the language in the document supports it. There is nothing wrong with Fabio Alves giving that round by the letter of the law. Mm -hmm. So he's not wrong. But it's confusing because that's not what they really want anymore. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> God. Um, I, I gave it a nine. You gave it a nine. Sal D'Amato, Dave Torelli, they gave it nines because they work in the United States. They're, they're used to that kind of thing. Um, this not being the type of round they want to see as an eight anymore. And I get it. I, I don't really think this ought to be a round where, I don't know, it's tough, right? Mm -hmm. I want to see more effort on Almeida's part to put the effective strikes out there. Yeah. Land those strikes. He's got the dominant positions. He's just not doing anything with them. He's very mm -hmm. content to hold on. So that was that is a little disappointing. Um, yeah, so yeah, maybe that's just a long-winded way of saying what I did, which is nine. <laughs> what about round four? Yeah, pretty much how the whole fight's been going. Almeida gets a takedown, mounts it. He gets to the back. He lands some punches here and there. Lewis just lays there, not really caring about trying to get up at all. I really don't mind an eight here because, you know, Lewis does nothing. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, Almeida doesn't even appear to be applying much pressure, like I, ma I mentioned before. Loose mount. Doesn't lock in body triangle. None of the chokes are that close. It's around the 22nd mark where he starts to, you know, to open up a bit. Starts landing some good shots. And this is, you know, it actually forces Derek Lewis to say, oh, I got to get out of here mm -hmm. and start trying to get up. Um, As he's trying to get up, he gets smacked with a few more in the turtle position. I guess I just would like, a, you know, a little bit more to get to the eight, but I got no issue with it. So, but I'm on the nine. Yeah, I'm on the nine too. I don't know. I, 
I don't think this is this. I, I I think it's it's closer to an eight than round two, but not much so. All right. I still feel like put it this way: pick one of these rounds because a lot of them are very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think round three was actually a different round. Like it, it actually resembled some different action happening, right? Because we had some some bigger strikes landed from Derek Lewis on the feet, but we also had in turn some bigger strikes landed from Jalton Almeida on the feet. This is the only mm-hmm. time where it actually looked like a different fight in round three, yeah. right? Um, but round one to me mm-hmm. was the one that felt the closest to an eight, but not an eight. It still didn't feel yeah, like st- we still scored a nine, but I did feel closest to the eight with round one. And you pointed this out to me too the, the fact that I, I was, you know, we were talking about this recently. Like some judges, a lot of judges, really don't seem as likely as they would in later rounds to give round one the ten eight, unless it's very obvious. You know, it's not. Mm. It's not that it doesn't happen, but it seems like there's a typically a well. If we're on the fence here, probably isn't where we're going to set the baseline for what an eight will be in this mm-hmm. fight. Um, and I do think round one ultimately is the one that, that felt closer to an eight. If you, if you told me gun to your head, it's like one of these rounds is going to be an eight. This is of course a hindsight mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. Um, it would be round one, but probably round four, I guess would be second. Yeah. Round four. Second. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It, again, it comes down to the definition. I'll beat this horse into the ground until, until we actually get the language in there in the books. Right. It, it just doesn't seem to be in link in, in sync with what we're typically seeing. That said, that said, the judge who gave the eight here is Sal D'Amato, who yeah. is very experienced in this and is uh, pretty much a standard bearer in this kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know? So he must have seen something. I do here. think there's more damage in this round than round two. There is, there so. is. But I still don't know that it looks like a round that you'd get to an eight for. I don't know. I'm, I'm all screwed up, too, because week to week, too, I'll even get mixed up, you know? Yeah. I mean, Derek Lewis just laying there does helps nobody. It doesn't help anybody, but he's not in much danger. That's part of the problem. Yeah. He's really just not in that much. If he, if he was in danger enough, he's probably trying to stop it, but he doesn't yeah. need to. Yeah, He doesn't need to do that. So what's why is he wasting his energy? He's trying to save for the bomb. I get it, but you got to get up. You got to stand up to land the sure, bomb. Sure, sure. No question. <laughs> but he's also not threatened either. You know, I don't think he's threatened in this round, in this fight. <laughs> I don't think he was threatened much at all. Yeah, as I said, disappointing effort, I guess, in that sense. Just want to see more killer instinct from the guy, right. you know, especially at heavyweight. Okay, <laughs> you have to, yeah, um, get those fights over real quick. Yes. I, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I didn't want twenty five minutes of that. I wanted five minutes of that, as I've made very clear on this on yeah. this program week to week. <laughs> uh, but that's it for that fight. We can move on to again. We've got a couple more eight nine splits. This is one from early in the car. This was uh, Eduarda Mora got the win in her UFC debut. Miss Weight, by the way. Uh, over Montserrat Ruiz, who looked like she was probably a atom weight fighting against a borderline flyweight. Round two TKO. Round one was very dominant for Mora. Was it an eight? I don't know. What do you? What, what, let's talk about the round. Yeah, I think this is an easy eight. Uh, once Mora hits the ground and sweeps uh, Montserrat Ruiz, it's damage and dominance for the rest of the round, which is like four minutes and fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. Looking to finish, landing punches and elbows. I don't know how this can't be an eight. This felt like a very textbook eight. Yeah. It really did. This is this is the round where I would think most people are watching it and saying, All right, well, we saw an eight here. This was this was this is what you're looking for. Doesn't matter what commission you're going for, no matter who you've been answering to, this really ought to be an eight. Even Brendan Fitzgerald thought it was an eight. Listen, <laughs> controlled time is obviously the number one decider in Clearly. what's an eight. Yes. So <laughs> so he so that happened here. Um, but uh yeah, I 
I was very surprised to see this was a split. I couldn't believe it. Um, so we we came out of that, and uh, <laughs> well, Sal D'Amato gave it an eight. Of course, good job, Sal. Um, Alessandro Vieira he also gave the eight. Halison Pontes, very veteran judge, one of the most veteran judges from Brazil, um, also has actually a very good uh, descent percentage from what I've been tracking. I'm still I'm still working on the numbers from from some previous years, but he actually has a very good percentage um, for whatever that's worth. And uh, yeah, he gave the nine here, and I just uh, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it's a tough why is nine. this not a why is this not an eight? Tough nine. It's a very tough nine. I I don't want to see it that way. I I think if you're gonna set a baseline, this this is the eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which makes the next round we talk about a little puzzling i think we can kind of piece out how it could have potentially happened but let's talk about the next fight here the next round the final eight nine split nicholas dalby in the co-main event coming back to defeat gabriel bonfim round two tko after round one we're talking about a one-way round in in, in i mean it's not one way but it's definitely a he wasn't the greatest of well, starts for Nicholas Dalby. Well, the second the way. second half is kind of one way. Yeah, yeah, the second the first half, half sure. of the round, you know, they spend on the feet. I, you know, Bonfin's winning, winning it, mm-hmm. but Dalby is very game, and he's landing his own shots. He's keeping it quite competitive. Yeah, it's halfway through when Bonfin gets it down to the ground. You know, he moves to side control and then to mount with like about a minute left. He's not really doing much damage here, or you know, landing anything of uh, you know significance. It's about 20 seconds left, or 25 seconds left, when he starts throwing these elbows. But I don't think many, if any, land all that flushly. Um, Mostly, they're being blocked on the arms. Some of the punches after he throws do get through. Uh, I don't see an 8 here, but if, you know, you're cage side, you see these strikes, maybe maybe you get there. I don't know. I I, I think it's a 9. I think it's a 9, too. I'm very willing to give the leeway that this maybe may go to the 8, right? I'm not Mm going to sit here and deny it like that what's crazy though is we have the same judges as the last well actually it's not the same judge i should, I should correct myself the two judges who saw it just as you and i did for nine the majority score alessandro Vieira and dave torelli the third judge the one who gave it the eight is halison pontes who gave the nine in the other fight which was the no-brainer mm-hmm. so on the surface before you really dig into it it's like what are we doing here what is going on halison Mm-hmm. What what's the deal? There's the, this is completely inconsistent. But then you factor in, okay, one of these happened several hours earlier. And in that time, maybe officials kind of discuss and say, hey, you know, this is kind of the type of thing. You didn't see it that way. It's like, okay, maybe you can reconsider it. I don't know this. I had no conversation with any officials. I have no idea. But I'm going to piece adjustments. I'm gonna piece it out that, yes, there's a decent chance that the officials chatted about the round. Very normal thing to do. And maybe he said, okay, you know, maybe 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 I need to kind of reconfigure my compass. And it probably just went a little too far. Yeah, it just went a little bit too far the other way. Because it's a very, optically, when you have people like us, the nerds, dig into this, most people wouldn't have noticed, you know, if we're not actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. And they probably didn't. And, you know, those who didn't listen to our program and aren't listening to our program or are protesting our program because it's so late in the week. Don't protest it. Don't pro. Well, you're listening already. You're not protesting. So thank you for that. But, <laughs> but yeah, I... I it definitely is a weird optic when you look at it like that, right? Mm-hmm. So not ideal, but if it leads to a better understanding or better application even of the eights going forward from, again, a, a solid Brazilian judge in Alison Pontes, then, hey, it's a good net. It's a net game, you know, and both these fights ended in round two, so it didn't matter. 
Mm-hmm. So, the more you know. <laughs> that was all uh, of the 10, 8, 9 splits, my friend. Okay. We got five more rounds, though. Five? Uh, five? Five. five. Five more rounds to get to, including this split decision. Mark Dickeasy got the win over Cowie Fernandez. I can't remember if that was how it said. Cowie, right? Cowie. Cowie. Yeah, which is what my son calls his stuffed cow, Cowie. Yeah, why um, wouldn't you be called Cowie if you're a cow? I, my my children have a very distinct way they name their stuffies. They take whatever it is and they add a Y sound okay. at the end. Yeah, that's Cowie. Right. There's a, a candy corn that we got recently. That's corny. Okay. Uh, they could manage the Yankees then. Giraffe. We have Giraffe. Because that's how Aaron Boone nicknames all the players. Girardi did that too. Though. And Girardi did too. Yeah. Well, that's where you learned it from. I, think it, I believe it's just so, a Yankee thing at this so point. So you can just manage, your kids can manage <laughs> the Yankees. Probably better than, they uh, could. than Aaron Boone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what their whims would be for And it. I mean, I don't know. Do we do we send out a cease and desist for Judgy? No. No, okay. No. We want... Ours is the best. Okay. Yeah. Even though they're calling Aaron Judge Judgy. Should, That's what I'm saying. Maybe we should put him on our award. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I like it. I mean, we can't do anything about all the other awards we mailed out, and unfortunately never made it to their <laughs> destinations, you know, the post offices. But, yeah. Uh, anyway, back to this. Jacasey got the win. It was 30-27, 29-28, and 28-20. 29 28 the other way so we are talking about two split rounds starting with one go mm. it's a round with a lot going on but also not that much going on offense wise i mean is that fair to say that's gobbledygook okay <laughs> I, mean, I mean there's a there's a lot of scrambles both guys landed sure. a couple strikes on the feet fernandez with the leg kicks jacasey had a nice lateral drop to take it to the ground uh fernandez used an alma plata to get back up you know they clinch a bit uh, Jacasey wrestled some more, ended up around on top, landed a couple strikes here and there, while Fernandez landed some elbows from the bottom. All in all, a very busy round, but also kind of low output. Uh, in terms of effective offense. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't be up in arms either way here, uh, but I do score for Jacasey 10-9. I also had it for Jacasey, but yeah, this is this is a close round. This mm-hmm. is not the round to, to be up in arms about. I don't think people were... About this particular fight, I think they came away with an understanding that this was actually a pretty close fight. So, okay. um, but yeah, so we did end up on the same side though. Um, we were against the majority. The majority being Fabio Alves and Dave Torelli scoring it for Fernandez. We scored it for Jacasey along with House and Pontes. Yes. What does that mean for Judge Pontes? Couch had over. <laughs> it's back. Look, if we can't get these packages and these letters and these this this stuff in the mail to like parts of jersey it's not going to make it to brazil but we're going to try we'll give it we're a shot try and get it there we're going to do our best <laughs> trying to do it for pontes uh round two though yeah decent round on the feet i think it's pretty close both guys landed some good ones uh fernandez particularly with the kicks to the body and legs and jacasey had a heavy left hand uh on the ground jacasey isn't that busy but he's you know busy enough landing some decent ground and pound to win it for me 10-9 yeah same here uh super close this is realistically I had this fight as a 30-27, and it's one of those 30-27s that doesn't feel like a lopsided fight, you know? Mm-hmm. The, the score definitely doesn't represent it in the sense of, well, it's a shutout. It yeah. really wasn't. It was just close, and he kind of eked out a couple rounds and then won like a decent third round, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we scored a majority, the majority being uh, Judges Alves and Pontes. Dave Torelli was the out judge here, but this not a, not a bad score. Yeah, not no, a bad score. Fine. Uh, moving on. Three more rounds to go. This was the fight that we knew was going to be a part of this show. Because anytime Angela Hill is on the card, we know we're going to talk about her. We know we're going to talk about the split decisions. It was not a split decision. Unanimous decision. And honestly, 
decent fight. Yeah. It really was. It's not that it's it's not that Angela Hill has bad fights. No, she has but... she has good fights. She just can't stop complaining <laughs> about everything. Your words, not mine. Um, she definitely finds herself in a lot more split decisions than most fighters do. But I think that's part of that is a product of the the high output that she seems to be matched by anybody else. The output, whatever output she puts out there, the other fighter is doing the same. Yeah, and couple. It usually years. seems to lead to. Kind of an offensive or defensive deficiency, you know, and one way or the other. Also, straw weight. Straw weight is what it is. This so. is how this goes. Um, I wonder what happens if you take the Angela Hill fights out of there. What does that change the descent percentage at the yeah. weight class? <laughs> That's another curiosity. Uh, but only round one is split here. She she won the fight. Rounds, uh, well, two and three are, are not up for debate, but we're going to talk about round one here. Yeah, Angela Hill started off against Denise Gomez. By the way, yeah, I don't Denise think I mentioned Gomez. that. Yeah, yeah, Hill started off really good. Um, she does push Gomez to, Gomez to the ground, uh, and she lands some good ground and pound here. She, you know, she won all the scrambles. She's getting around to the back, doing very well, landing good shots here. Uh, Gomez gets back to the feet. Uh, gets tossed on her head a couple, a couple times, right? With those trips, mm-hmm. remember those trips? You can toss on her head. I remember some trips. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but once Gomes is back on the feet and they're, you know, they're squared up, she lands some heavy shots on Angela Hill's face. Um, and then it gets it goes back to the ground. Gomes is, is on top now, able to set up an arm bar. And, you know, she doesn't get the arm bar. And so she just starts striking and, and you know, drumming on Angela Hill's head. And and Hill's not in a great way here either, to be No, to be she's, she's kind of stuck in a, in a bad, bad situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Hill's able to reverse the position and get on top. And, you know, the final couple seconds of the round, she lands some punches and elbows. Very close round, uh, but I do think uh, Gomez gets it 10-9. Yeah, I, I think it it's one of those rounds where it really comes down to how, to what degree do you weigh the biggest action of the round. The biggest action of the round was Gomez going for the arm bar, and, and it looked like a pretty dangerous position. Whereas Angela Hill, I thought, was reasonably successful for most of the remainder of the round. And I did give her... Just a little bit of an edge there. Right. Yeah, perfectly fine to go the other way. I saw it uh, differently than you. I saw it the same way Sal D'Amato did. You saw it as judges Dave Torelli and Alessandra Vieira did for Gomes. Yes. Two bites left, my friend. Two left. Kyle Bahalio got the win over a bus, Magomedov. I know it's Abus. Is it? No, it's a bus. A boost. A boost. A boost. It's a bus. Yeah. The wheels on the bus go. No. Uh, kind of how he fights. You I know. have young children, sir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this uh, the Round one of this fight is a split, but this was a unanimous decision. Two 29-28 and a 30-27 for Bahalio in front of the home crowd. What's happening in round one, though? Uh, pretty slow round. Uh, Bahalio is being you know the more aggressive one going forward, but I, I think uh, Magomedov's landing better and more often. Kind of a low output round. I can see the argument for uh, either one here, but mm. I scored it for Magomedov. Not more to it. Yeah, anytime you have those low output, it is what it is. Magomedov does just tend to do a lot better at the start of fights, though. Yeah, they said he tried, looked like he tried to, you know, pace himself here. No, didn't work. Did not work. <laughs> it it did not work. He's got to find a different pace to fight at. Um, but yeah, I saw I saw it like you for Magomedov, but very close. And I don't I don't want to say I don't care. It's not that I don't care. <laughs> Although me saying that almost implies I don't care. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it just it wasn't. This is not the round to get hung up on. So you and I saw it with uh, the majority, Sal D'Amato and Dave Torelli. Judge Alves was the one who saw this one for Bahalio. Mm. It's fine to go that way. 
Yeah. Yeah. Last round, my friend. Our favorites. Oh, great. The heavyweights. And not just heavyweights. Round three heavyweight. As Rodrigo Nascimento gets the win over Dante Mays. This was a rematch, by the way. Probably a completely unnecessary one. Um, <laughs> but, but, but one nonetheless. Can't wait for the trilogy. Unanimous decision, 29-28. Two times and a 30-27 for Nascimento. Again, Mays is already down two rounds to none on the cards going into round three. What happened here? Well, he didn't he didn't fight like it. Uh, <laughs> one of the worst rounds of the year. <laughs> Do you think so? I mean, it was a tremendous staring contest mm. for extended periods of the yeah, round. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I mean, a few punches thrown in from each side here and there. Uh, I do think Nascimento was winning for a while, and then when Mays, you know, he started, you know, to pick up the pace, if you could even call Maybe it that. Maybe some urgency there. A tad bit. Uh, he started landing some heavier shots uh, as the round went on. Swung it in his favor for me. Awful round, no complaints either way, but it's 10-9 Mays for me. Yeah, we don't need to add too much more other than my score was also 10-9 Mays, and it could have gone either way, viably, mm-hmm. and there's no problem. But we saw it as uh, Judges Vieta. And Torelli did Housen Pontes on his own here. No couch side override in this case, but also we don't mind we don't mind the nine here. No. <laughs> we don't mind the nine. Um and that is it. We somehow managed to get through it all, even when you went to that game, defying your co host. Yes. <laughs> Whatever, man. Uh finishes. Not a lot of finishes. Four finishes, all by KO or TKO. We had no submissions, which is always a little sad. Yeah. One I, fight ended in the first round. Charlton probably should have. Charlton should have. Won. All yeah. heavyweights should have. Yeah. In fact, Nascimento and Mays really let us down. Mm-hmm. There. Tremendous. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite of the four finishes? Nicholas Dobby's comeback over uh, Gabriel Bonfim gives mm-hmm. him his first loss, takes it zero. You know, big knee. Those got to go. Big knee swarms on him, especially after losing the round, being down two rounds, uh, mm-hmm. technically. Uh, on one scorecard, so it was a, a very impressive finish. Yep, he's uh obviously he's easy to like. A lot of people really like Lincoln, so cool. Yeah, what's Good. yours? Elvis Brenner, yeah, who Elvis. Uh, face planted Kanan Krushevsky, 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 mm-hmm. I think, uh, inside of a round to become the completely unofficial UFC super lightweight champion. This fight being <laughs> staged at a catch weight of 165 pounds, which is an official weight class called super lightweight. Yeah, I wonder why they wouldn't want that. They don't want that knowledge being, you know, widespread because they don't want more demand for it. They probably don't want more demand for it, correct. But now I am all about the the big cross-promotional unofficial title unifier between Elvis Brenner and Yancy Medeiros, who won the (laughs) most recent 165-pound fight for Bellator. Okay. I need that fight. We, (laughs) We need that fight. Brenner... Medeiros headliner. I do. I like that fight. T-Mobile Arena. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that is it for UFC Sao Paulo. We probably talked about it more than anyone should have, especially for Thursday. Yeah. We we talked a lot for a Thursday. We will never talk about that event again, (laughs) I I feel like. Nothing really special came out of it. I'm much more interested anyway in what's going to happen in just a couple days. Because it's right here, dude. It's right here. UFC 295, Madison Square Garden. This weekend, pay-per-view, 10 p.m. Eastern Time main card. Traditional start time for these. It's right in our backyard. Just earlier today, this being Wednesday, I was at UFC Media Day. Did all that stuff. Talked to Tom Aspinall, who's fighting Mm -hmm. for the, uh, and actually the co-main against Sergey Pavlovich for the interim heavyweight title which kind of feels like the title that's going to 
be continually defended, unlike the one that John Jones holds and is going to defend at some point, apparently, against Stipe Miocic. Why? Uh, why what? <laughs> why fight Stipe at this point? Because it's what he it's, wants. It's over. It's over. Stipe is never fighting again. He's going to fight John Jones if he fights. He's never fighting again. Look, he hasn't fought in 10 years. He was ready for this one, dude. What are you going to do? It, it's, it's John bad, Jones' fault. Bad things happen. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. Sure. I, and you know, they book it again. Something else is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes. Well, we don't know that. And we're never going to see Stipe fight again. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, so that's the co-main. The main event, though, is Yuri Prohaska against Alex Pereira for the vacant 205-pound title, which is the third time we have had a vacant 205-pound title fight in 11 months. This one, though, features the actual number one light heavyweight in the world, Yuri Prohaska. So yeah. it feels like a real title fight for the actual best 205-pounder. Apologies to Vadim Nemkov over at Bellator, who I think is fantastic, but has also made his intentions clear that he's done at lightweight, light heavyweight. So it's hard to look at that yeah. anymore and care about the totally hypothetical who's the better of the two at the weight class that now one of them doesn't even want to fight it anymore. <laughs> so, uh, But this, I like this fight. I think Pereira obviously beating... Jan Blachowicz, I think, put himself in a, in a position where you should say he's a viable challenger. For sure. This is a real title fight. I like this fight. I'm glad it's happening. I'm glad it's happening at Madison Square Garden. It makes perfect sense for Pereira to fight here again, third year in a row. They mm-hmm. De- debuts for the UFC two years ago, fights for and wins the middleweight title last year, and this year fights for the light heavyweight title. So next year, obviously, he's fighting for the heavyweight title at Madison Square uh, Garden. Clearly, yeah. Yeah. that's uh, The pattern's going to hold. And then they will make a super heavyweight division, and he will win that one. He will okay. beat, He will beat Zuluzinho. <laughs> that will be a fun fight. <laughs> or, or Hong Man Choi. Okay. Could be Hong Man Choi. Reach, reach it deep into the pockets for these, <laughs> these names. Late pride and everything. Basically, anybody who Fedor fought. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Fedor. Fair. There were some... There were some uh, not so great ones. Bob Sapp. Just pulling out all the guys that were wow. like super big. Did did he fight Bob Sapp or did only uh um Minotaro fight him? I don't remember. I can't remember. I, the only thing I remember about Bob Sapp is that he liked to quit. Yeah. Well quickly. I wonder why. <laughs> we're not gonna get into that today. Um but th- I mean these are the two title fights. Number one, it's in our backyard. I'm covering it. I'll be there. But the real question I think our listeners want to know is, is Dan going to be there? Well, no, because they banned me from the arena. What? I got banned from it for this event. What are you talking about? Yeah, their price points oh, banned me. Um, so, no, I'm not going to pay up. I'm not gonna pay $400 to sit in a corner, upper deck. Well, that's fair if they so, priced you out. I understand that. What's the, Here's the question, because the prices have, they've distinctly dipped since they, they have John Jones was sure. off the card. A secondary market, you can find tickets at a different price now. What number will get you in that building? Uh, 250 in the 200s. 250 in the 200 level? Yeah. That's after fees, 250. 250s, period. Okay. Including fees. Okay. What if it's 252? I'll bite the bullet. <laughs> okay. I'm just curious. curious if there's a little flexibility. Like, you know, when I went and bought pizza at the mm-hmm. pizza place around the corner before I got mm-hmm. to your house, it was $4.28. I gave him five dollars. He gave me the the other dollar back. He, he, he bit oh. the bullet on the twenty eight okay. cents. That was very nice of the proprietor. Okay, so I can see you being not nice, but um, what what, what would be the opposite? I guess uh, you're you're subservient to their their fees. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That doesn't make sense. But anyway, uh, I hope it gets low enough for you. I want you to go. It's always nice when you're there. 
then we can both talk about our shared experience. Honestly, in the if building. Vegas went a little differently, golf, that's I true. wouldn't have minded. That's yeah. So, so if, if if you had won, let's say you were up yeah. like two hundred bucks off of that, would you have felt like, yeah, yeah. I could pay four hundred for this? Maybe, Maybe. not worth four hundred is priced right now. No. Okay. Okay. I'm just curious because I want to actually see them. Of course, we don't live in that world. That didn't right. happen. Yeah. Yeah, Vegas was not as kind to you in that respect. But you did have fun, you said. I had a good time. That's good. That's all that matters. We'll let the rest stay in this, except for that tattoo. Or is it a tattoo or is it your actual dog? I can't it's remember. It's a tattoo. They don't have your actual yeah. dog stapled to your body. <laughs> uh, other fights here uh, in New York. By the way, this this being in New York, I expect we're going to have some high-quality judging brought in. Um, not worried about the scoring at all. Mm-hmm. And, and notably, by the way, there will... Probably not, unless there's some sort of uh, change in the way we've seen things in the last year. We'll probably not see Doug Crosby this venture to New York, which is which is a so. difference from previous years. I wouldn't think so. But that still remains to be seen. Uh, other fights on the card, Mackenzie Dern against Jessica Andrade at one. Uh, this is at 125, I believe. Mackenzie Dern, yeah, uh, they're... Uh... They're at one fifteen. Is it one fifteen? Okay. Yeah. yeah. According to Tapology, one fifteen. Go go with Tapology on that. I couldn't remember. I saw Mackenzie. By the way, today, like I said, I, I think I told you this uh, earlier, but Mackenzie Dern mm-hmm. had to make it through. We were trying to pick up our equipment, clean up. We were doing something, and she hops over the equipment. And the first th- thing that went through my head is, "Oh no, Tony Ferguson." Oh no, Tony. We don't want that. <laughs> I said, "Be careful." She's like, "I think I can make it." And I'm like, "I'm sure you can," but in my head, I'm like. You don't know what happened to Tony Ferguson. You didn't think about that. You're not thinking about that. But I don't want to put that negativity in her life. She doesn't need mm-hmm. it. So she made it fine. Everything was good. Um, I like that fight. I think it's a good fight. Uh, Matt Frivola against Benoit Saint-Denis. This is almost definitely going to be fight of the night if it's not the title fights. Okay. And when I say the title fights, I really just mean 205 because if anything is getting a bonus from the heavyweight fight, it's knockout of the night. Okay. That is not going to go five rounds and get fight of the night. <laughs> It's just not going to happen. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be happy. Okay. Because that works out. Like, that's the thing. I set up, I set myself up for a win-win. I like that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Win-wins are always good. They are. Nazim Sadikov, another local guy training out of uh, Long Island. Well, he's local in where he trains and lives, but he is from Azerbaijan. Fighting uh, Vacheslav Slava Claus. uh, Slava Claus, right? Mm -hmm. I tripped over it for a second. Uh, Borshev. Mm -hmm. I like that fight. I like Jared Gordon. Fighting against Mark O'Madsen or Mark O'Madsen or Marco Madsen. Yes. One of those. One of those or all three. (laughs) Can't wait to find out after the fact which pronunciation we went with. (laughs) Uh, It's just Mark O'Madsen, guys. Please. (laughs) Please. Are there other fights you were looking forward to on this one? Yeah. uh, Baby Shark versus Loopy. Mm -hmm. That should be a good one. Saw them today. Uh, Pat Sabatini and uh, Diego Lopes should be pretty good. Yes. Um, also, I'm I don't know. I'm mostly interested in this. Uh, Roosevelt Roberts was just on tough, but he's fighting a guy who I'm just con- uh, not concerned. I'm uh, excited to hear how they pronounce his name because it changes. Uh, they're fighting Matush Rebecki. Is it Rebisky or Rebecki? Yeah, I, yeah I guess I don't know. Rezbecki sometimes. Whatever Anik says, we're gonna see. Let's let's go. With, let's trust Anik on this one. Okay. I always, I always trust Anik. He, he, he knows what he's doing. He, he puts in the time. He puts in the work. Uh, of these, you got of Josh all these Van. Fights, by the Josh way. Van's good too. It's, honestly, it's it's a it's a good card. It doesn't have, I think, the the sexiest names after the first like couple. But I think people, I think the fans are going to be happy with what they watch ultimately. And they've got two title fights on here, so I, I don't, I don't think there's much to complain about. This is a legitimate. Pay-per-view, even if we don't have the original John Zone, Stevie Miocic. I, mm-hmm. I like the heavyweight fight here better 
from a from an actual aesthetic standpoint in terms of what I think the fight will be. Yeah, I just want. It's just not as appealing to the masses, you know. Yeah. Everyone I talk to, they're like, "Oh, without that fight, I don't know." I'm like, "No, no, this is a good fight," you know. I'll tell them about Aspinall and uh, Pavlovich for as long as it lasts. Please, first round. (laughs) Unless I mean, it could be good though. I think it could be. Could be a good but, long but, but, fight. I mean, between the two of them, they've had they've had fourteen fights in the UFC. They're each six and one. Mm-hmm. Only Aspinall has fought outside of the first round, and his fight he ended it in sixty six seconds in the second round. All right, you know what? I so take he that does back. the job right. We are we are unsure about the gas tanks, so do it quick. That's what I'm saying. Okay, that's what I'm saying, man. Got to trust that. I would say, as far as the one that I think we're most likely to talk about for on our program, sir. I'm going to say Steve Ursig and Alessandro Costa, which is the featured prelim at Flyweight. Okay. I think that's the one we're most likely to be talking about. Fair. We'll see. We'll see if I'm right. All right. We'll be back in a few days on Monday. Yeah, for real. Monday, Monday. (laughs) Monday. Yeah. Unless Dan decides to take an impromptu trip to Vegas again. I don't think I would be. I'm not opposed to it. I I know you're not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, y'all. Appreciate your patience. Take care, everyone.